Podcast Network Asia. Listeners, welcome to another episode of Tawalets with me, Aaron. And I've been gone for a while, but I'm really excited for this next episode. Before we start, I'd like to remind everyone to please check out the affiliate links in the description of this episode. Whether you're listening on Apple or Deezer or Spotify, the description is going to have the affiliate links you can use to keep this podcast alive. Also, please check out my website, arinkingking.com. You can get a subscription there. You can buy merch there. You can check out my Pasio page as well, arinkingking.pasio.echo, you know, just so that I can fund my podcast to keep it alive. So in my last few episodes, I've been talking a lot about fandom because as you know, I've just gotten into it and now I'm obsessed. It's so fun for me. So I've been having guests, big guests and goddess guests. So today I have one of the most informative goddesses on TikTok. She approached it with, I would say, my favorite attitude because it seems like a very mature mindset to come into fandom with this. So, ladies and gentlemen, all the way from Australia, please give it up for Goddess Eliza Monique. Hello, Eliza. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you here because I've been watching a lot of your videos on TikTok and it's really, you break down every single question. You even answer the questions that I myself, I'm just like, you know what? This is just, Google this, please. You know what I mean? <laughs> Honestly, I feel like that's how my brain works. So even though sometimes people ask the same question over and over again, I'm like, if I like my brain always wants to nut it out every little detail of it. So I'm like, if I'm like that, then hundred percent there are other people out there like that. So that's why I try and I guess just give as much information as I can. That's amazing. I even saw your TikTok when someone asked, so what app is Findom? And you were just like, Oh my god. That's not yeah, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been keeping you busy lately? I know that you've been doing this for a really long time and you've come to a place where it's sort of self-sufficient already. Like, you know, it's not as time consuming as it was when you started. So what have you been doing recently? I, I, I must say I'm pretty lucky as far as the work side of it, because yeah, like you said, it's sort of just it's there, you know, and I've worked myself to the point where it, it can just be there. But lately, I think the majority of my time, like I had no idea how time consuming, like being a content creator as far as like TikTok and the educational side of it. I had no idea how time consuming that sort of thing would be. And just the amount of, I guess, trying to keep up with the demands of the the education side of it for people. And, and I can genuinely say that that is my passion and I love teaching people. And I feel like I'm at a point now where I'm like, okay, I've got enough experience under my belt that I can, you know, provide that for people. And so, yeah, that's, that's honestly like, it's been nuts. Like, (laughs) But yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I guess like midway through writing a handbook, but again, like I just, the way my brain works, you know, every time I think that there's enough information, I learn something new. And so, you know, I just, well, I will get it done. I will. (laughs) It's just a matter of obviously, yeah, like getting it to a place where at least all of the foundational work is in there. So that's obviously, yeah, been quite time consuming as well. And I've been seeing that. Yeah. Because you even go live for like 
I think there was a time that you were live for like two and a half hours. Yeah. Am I right? I'd scroll. Yeah. I'm like, all right, all right. Let's look at someone else. I'd go back to you. She's, <laughs> She's still, still here. <laughs> Honestly, so, I just try and do that when I can because obviously, yeah, it's it's fun to do that. But you do obviously just get the same questions over and over and over. So I hate to sound like a broken record to people, but I guess it's the, what they want to know. So yeah. I'll answer it. <laughs> And how long have you been on TikTok? With this platform, it's literally only been maybe two months. Or, Amazing. Yeah, coming up to two months. Before that, I had, like, I've got a personal TikTok, but, like, I very rarely use that. It's more so just to sort of, you know, for my daughter to send me funny things and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, as far as, like, business, business, it's, yeah, like I said, I I was I guess stepping into a world of unknown social media and for my very first account actually got permanently banned within 48 hours. Whoa. So this is this is actually the second account that I started and I'm on an account warning. So I'm like really hoping that <laughs> I'm just trying to lay low for a little bit, but yeah, it's, it's hard out there. With, yeah. With the, and you're, you're the content I, that we talk about. I noticed that you, you really try to make your words friendly for the app just so that you don't get taken down and you've only been on the app for around two months how Mm. has that been for you because i've been on it since 2021 so i sort of understand that more than findom i would say so how has tiktok been for you i think uh, in short overwhelming (laughs) (laughs) incredibly overwhelming but like i said like i've always i've been on I was on Instagram for about four years before this when I worked as a dancer and I, you know, I, that was my one way of like advertising myself to the club that I was working at. So from there, I found that really easy to use. So I guess I tried to transfer anything that I knew over to TikTok, but then at the same time, like I understood how the algorithm works and, you know, those sorts of things. But again, it's just been this massive learning curve over the last two months that I'm like, okay, there's a lot about TikTok that I don't know yet and that Mm. I don't, that I have to learn because, yeah, getting account warnings and strikes and this sort of stuff. And especially in the industry that I'm in, like it's, it's hard. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Let's talk a little bit about the industry you, you've been in for more than six years. You said, how did you get started? And how did you find out about this? Findom itself, which is the yeah. industry. No, no, no. Because um, you mentioned you were a dancer. So you mentioned that a bit. I, I watched a few of your videos. But Findom yeah. itself, how did you get into it? I think, honestly, it's one of those things. And I'm very, very fortunate enough to say this. But it's one of those things that found me, I would say. Ah. So, you know, over over the years, I started out, my husband and I, like, we actually are massage therapists. And we had our own business. And from there, like we worked from home and I guess over time, over the years, it sort of just eventuated and we provided, you know, a few more things. And I think we used it from a place of like exploring our own thing as well, like, which was kind of cool for us. And then from there, like we, when COVID hit, Mm. we actually decided, yeah, we're just going to, you know, can the business all together. Like we'd had it for about seven years before that. So I was just like, ah, it's just, that's enough for me. Like I didn't. Being self-employed and going down that hole was just a lot for me at the time of my life where I was at, and I just wasn't mentally coping well. But then I was really fortunate enough to have sort of almost a year off over like COVID, and 
after that, that's when I decided, okay, I want to do something fun. Like I want to, I didn't have much of a social life. And that's when I decided, like I'd seen this girl on TikTok and she was a stripper. And I was like, she was in Brisbane where I am in Queensland. And I was like, oh my God, that looks so fun. And so I was like, (laughs) I'm going to do it. And I literally just Googled some of the clubs like in my city. And from there jumped into that. I was there. So you did it in real life first. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually did a few little, like, I guess I didn't know what Findom was as such. Obviously when you're a stripper, it's all about like the hustle and you're selling yourself, you know, that sort of thing. So that was cool. But yeah, like my first ever, I guess, like Findom client, I guess you could say was in the club. Like (laughs) I'd come across them in the club and yeah, that's where it sort of eventuated from. And then when I left the club, I actually went into doing like some full service work and that, but I still had that client. And then from there, again, it just sort of eventuated the more people that sort of reached out to me and asked for that type of service. I was like, yeah, I'll do that. And yeah, here I am. So it's, it's been a journey. <laughs> That's amazing. And it's so funny because I interviewed another girl who has been doing this for more than 10 years and she does improv and she goes, basically it's doing improv with horny men because you just say, yeah, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> I love that really That's amazing. Yeah. Was there anything that you didn't really like doing that you just sort of tried because somebody was just like, can you do this? Can you do that? Or was it all just very like, sure, this looks fun. I can't think of anything off the top of my head that I was like, oh, oh I don't know about this. But <laughs> if I look back, there are certain things like, I guess you could have called it very, very loosely blackmail. And I didn't, again, I didn't I understand at the time like that that was what it was. And I look back on it and go, oh, that was 100% blackmail. And I am not comfortable doing that. <laughs> so, yeah, look, at the end of the day, like I've made my mistakes. I am, you know. I'm Same. Not, yeah, like I'm not, I'm not shy about that. I am very much someone who even advocates that like, look, when you're a beginner, like you will make mistakes and you won't feel good about them. You'll (laughs) feel like a really terrible person, but as long as you can learn from them and I think mature from them and understand the kink and the fetish as a whole and continue to do your research, because there's one thing of doing your research in the beginning and knowing the foundations and the basics of it, but it it doesn't stop there. You know, the more experience you have, the more research you do have to do. So yeah, it's, that's what I'm always, I guess, an advocate for where I'm like, just start, but keep doing your research and you're going to make mistakes. That's <laughs> true. Know? And I remember, cause I was living in New York for maybe like five years on and off. And I was really intrigued because here in the Philippines, you don't hear about Findom. You don't hear about stuff like this, right? It's not right. really a, or if it is because it's a largely Catholic country, people don't really advertise or talk about it. So yeah. So I remember when I moved to New York, the whole idea of foot fetish for me was just like, Whoa, what the hell is this? (laughs) And then I ended up like not telling anyone, but I went to a foot fetish dungeon just to see, because out of curiosity, I was just really like, what happens here? And then I saw a lot of men just being (laughs) stepped on and stuff. And I was just like, ah, interesting is this happening yeah is <laughs> this happening <laughs> and then i also ended up asking myself is this for me like it was yes. easy 
but do I want to come back? <laughs> you know what I mean? Is this the place that I want to be right now? Perhaps not. Which is why when Findom, when I saw Findom and I saw that a lot of people were doing this just online, I was like, hey, this is my house. Right on my house. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> I love that you mentioned like the curiosity because 100% I think that's part of, I guess, you know, just the industry as a whole and all of the experiences I've had, I think curiosity 100% has driven a lot of that for sure. Yeah. And I remember telling people that this is more like I'm approaching Findom with a curious mind and like I'm more an enthusiast because I don't really do it 24 seven. You know what I mean? Like I have work that I enjoy. So I kind of liken it to, it's kind of like gambling. You know how some people do it sometimes yeah. and some people do it professionally. I'm the one who does it casually and just, you know, learn from other people and watch how other <laughs> yeah. girls do it. Man, I get so inspired when I see Twitter and I see all the creative ways that these goddesses are doing stuff. I'm just like, oh, they're just being themselves. This is fun. I know. I, know. <laughs> I love, I absolutely love like taking inspiration just from other people's content. And it's, it's so hard because like, I feel like inspiration's got this really clouded thing around it now where people think like taking inspiration is like, I don't know, stealing. maybe people get confused with, yeah, like copying or stealing. And I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> taking yeah. inspiration really just means that, you know, you enjoyed what they provided or what they offered and, and the content that they came up with. And then you really do have to, I guess, like deconstruct the whole of it and then build it up again and create it from you. Like that's exactly like, you've got to put your own personality into it because if you don't have a personality in this industry or in, even in Findom, like I feel like that's where you're going to get lost because there are so many, so many like cookie cutter versions of what a Findom goddess does or what she is. And I think, I don't know. I think a lot of people have said, Oh, well, we all know where that came from. I said someone. And I'm like, look, regardless, like that's just her style. But at the end of the day, like there are many different facets and styles and personas that you can come forward with. And like you said, like it's just being themselves. And that is what I really try and hit home with on my coaching calls with people and in my social audits. I'm like, guys, you have to be yourself. Like this is. The authenticity, and I've had so many countless pay pigs and slaves and subs tell me that the one thing that they look for in goddesses and in doms especially is if they're genuine and authentic people. Like they can tell. They're not yeah. stupid. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. They are, but they're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they are giving their money, so they have exactly. to kind of see where it's going. Yeah, and I understand exactly. that. It's so funny because one of my best friends just recently got into it and she used her food and beverage restaurant experience to make a menu. Like it's a really nicely oh. crafted menu. And I was like, wow, that is so you. And I approach it with like a comedic thing because I'm a comedian, right? What would you say your genre is or, or your persona as a fandom? I think... I am a MILF. <laughs> I've always been that. Even when I was like in the club dancing, like I've got three kids and I'm still quite young myself. Like I'm only 34. I have teenage kids. So I guess for me, it was almost like that's just always the persona that has fit me. And so, you know, like I can be 
you know, the harsh humiliatrix and I can be this and that, but realistically at the end of the day, like I've always been this nurturing type person. And so I think it just, yeah, like you said, you just got to do what comes naturally to you, you know? Yeah. And I think that's what people gravitate towards and they'll find you like, like everyone says, they find you, you know? Yeah. Hi there. I'm Clara. I'm Dusko. We're the hosts of Adult Content, a podcast made by adults for adults. Where we talk about everything and anything on love, sex, dating. <laughs> but really, it's just all about sex. <laughs> Check out our podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll see you there. Adult Content is powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. And there is a market for absolutely everyone. And I find that so interesting that your niche is being a MILF because I've tried to get my mom into this. I'm like, mom, okay, you have to understand. Yeah, it's sex work. And she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. But do do I have to show everything? I'm like, mom, you don't have to. And she's just there listening to me. Like, I can't imagine her actually doing it. But I'm like, mom, yeah. just saying, yeah. if you want to do it, you know, there's exactly. so many videos you can watch, right? Mm-hmm. Would you say there is a market for like senior doms? I've, I haven't seen it yet. Look, I, I genuinely always believe that there is a market for everyone. Just like you said, there are, I would say like doms that are like, I don't know. What, what are we calling senior? Are we calling <laughs> that like 40 plus? I don't know. <laughs> no, no, Senior would be legally 60 in my country, 60 and above. Legally 60. Okay. I think I've probably only ever come across like one that has been of that age. And it was the whole, I think it was like the, I don't even remember her name, but it was like the full on silver fox haircut, Mm. you know, like the, that sort of vibe. But also at the same time, I think like her persona was still very youthful and young hearted. So I, I don't know. Like, I guess I, I'm not entirely sure how old she was, but look, I believe there's a market for everyone. I really do. I do too. I do too. And I learned that on TikTok, if anything, like it's not even the SW industry, but I remember opening TikTok one day and saying, okay, I think I want to, I think I want to get into this. And then things would come up on my FYP, like people are watching this. Like there was a live where it was just pointed at a duck inside a basin. The duck wasn't doing anything special, uh-huh. but there were like 200 viewers sending gifts. And I was just like, isn't it crazy? There's a market for everything. <laughs> I think like years ago, I remember coming across an article where there was this, I think it was a guy and he was a professional hugger. And <laughs> people would pay him to just lay down and just hug. And I was like, wow. And I think, and then after that, I came across another article where it was like, People get paid to stand in line for other people. So just simple things like that. Like then I started to piece together like, oh, wow, you really can get paid to do anything. So, you know, this in itself, I guess, is obviously a little bit more work than people anticipate it to be. But I like that aspect of it. I like the, you know, the it's a creative outlet for me also. And I think that, you know, it's like that for a lot of people. Yeah. And were there any difficulties you encountered when you started doing it online because i know you started in real life and then you mm. moved online where what were the difficulties for sure there were 
What were the difficulties that you encountered in the beginning stages? I think it's just a matter of sifting through and, you know, like understanding and really, really like I'm very big on like energy and your personal intuition and knowing like, you know, you know what I mean? Like it's a, it's an unsaid thing. And so I think when it comes to the online space, I've been very fortunate enough that over the years I've really tried to like hone my intuition and understand and know like, okay, that's a genuine clear-cut time waster. But Mm. there has been opportunities where I guess I've just entertained myself as such and gone along with the conversation just to see where it ends because I genuinely am interested in how people do get scammed. And I'm like, how do they get scammed? So so I'm sort of what steps do they take to get here? Like I said, it's it's unfortunate that stuff does happen. But yeah, especially in the online space, like there are just, there are a lot of time wasters and you're going to come across a lot of people that will message you. And, you know, like again, I like I've made mistakes where I've given out free kink, I guess you could call it. Not, not a lot, but even just in a simple message of like calling them a loser or like degrading them and saying like, or I'm just pissed off because they didn't do the X, Y, Z, but it's like, Oh, that's what they wanted. Stupid me. Like, you know, like I think everyone's done that. And that's, I guess, as you go along, like I find a lot of women, especially, like they're scared to start because they're like, well, everyone keeps saying do research, do research. And I'm like, yes, but don't get stuck in research paralysis. Mm-mm. Because again, if you know the foundations and the basics, jump in because experience is the best teacher. The more experience you gain through this industry and through this role, I guess you could call it, the better you'll get at it. And again, like, don't be so scared to make mistakes. I see a lot of people being so scared to make mistakes. And I'm like, look, take it from me. I've made hundreds. Yes. (laughs) You, you learn and grow from them. And again, like you'll learn. It's very easy for me now to, I guess, identify like who's a time waster, what's a genuine scam and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it's it's hard, but you just learn. It's, you got you got to do it to learn. Yeah, exactly. And you're you're doing this from Australia, and I saw a lot of your TikToks where it's very Australian specific. Australia specific. Like if you're a baby mm-hmm. big in Australia, if you're a goddess in Australia, but so it's big there, I assume. Mm-hmm. But what is the most like? unexpected country that you've gotten a pay pig from because i've noticed that just like oh i didn't know that. poland what you found me from poland you know what i mean i would say i have had i don't know how but i have had a few messages like just from tiktok actually in the last few weeks from germany and i'm mm. like how interesting like yes, yes. And, and even to the point where they've messaged me in german and i'm like I don't speak German. I don't know what you're saying. But yeah, I the fact that it's like so worldwide blows my mind. Like mm-hmm. even just, you know, looking at the viewership on TikTok and I've had goddesses with my coaching calls be from all over. And I'm like, this is insane to me, but I love that I can help not just, you know, because when I was a massage therapist, like you had to come to me through yes. my door for me to help you. But now, like the fact that this online space is, and you know, with Zoom and all these sorts of technologies we have now, like to be able to help people worldwide, I love it. Like it just, it blows my mind. Yeah. yeah it's same. It's interesting. I think that there are so many 
so many countries, like you said, you know, with where you are right now, like it's not culturally, it's not really, it's quite taboo and there's quite a stigma around it. And people have to, I guess, go to the dark corners of the the interweb to find what they what they <laughs> how to meet their needs. But I guess again, like why I started the platform was just because I'm a very open person myself and I came from a very cult like religion myself, you know, growing Ooh, up. And interesting. Me, <laughs> yeah, very much so. So for me, like I'm a very open book, open minded person and the more I talk about it, I feel like the less the less taboo and the less stigma it holds. That really caught my ear. You grew up in a cult-like religion. I would call it that, yeah. Do you have you heard of Mormonism? Like Mormons? Oh, you were a Mormon. Oh. I was, yes. I yeah. see. We we have that here, but I don't really pay attention because they don't really cross my path. But that's really interesting. That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you seen Book girl. of Mormon, the Broadway musical? No, I haven't but apparently it's hilarious <laughs> it is and and i start to wonder like is this true but then probably. i look online yeah, and yeah. Probably. yeah probably it's Ooh. weird yeah it's wow. very weird, you know, amazing so. amazing so you you came from that and then now i understand why you're so open you're like oh there are other experiences out there. Exactly. <laughs> Honestly, I'm look, I'm very much one of the fortunate ones that I still have an incredible relationship with my family. I still like, they're all still a part of it. But I think that from a very young age, like I knew that it wasn't for me because I was born into it. But also like, like now I speak to my mom and she's like, look, there were signs. Like you, you've always been a curious kid. <laughs> you were always right. that curious kid. You were always the one to ask questions and why this and why that? And, and, you know, like I've always just been so eager to learn different things and try different things. And, you know, sometimes, yeah, it's gotten me into little sticky situations, but Hey, that's just <laughs> what happens when you're, when you have the personality that I do where, you know, you, you are just so curious about lots of different things. So yeah. I think my family, I'm very fortunate that they've just sort of learned to, to go along with my crazy antics and just be like, Oh, what's she up to now? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I love that your whole family is just so open about it as well. You mentioned that you work with your husband. Is he a cash master? I would say so. Yes. I guess that's a different, yeah. I, I wouldn't say that's his term, but yes, he definitely is. <laughs> that is so interesting. That is something that I haven't really looked into. So can you tell me a little bit about the difference between a cash master and a goddess? Like, are they doing the same things? I know they're catering more yes. to like LGBT, right? Sometimes, yes. Sometimes it is straight men also. Straight, oh. what, do you, what do we call straight oh, yeah, these yeah, days? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah no, I, I like he has a very, very wide range of clientele, I guess you could say. And yeah, like realistically with Findom itself, it really does just come down to anyone that has money. Mm. Um, <laughs> they have money and this is their kink, then they want to give it to you. And I guess the way he does it and the foundations of how it all works, like whether it's cash meets or things like that, they're very much, they're very much the same as what a goddess would do. Mm. And I guess we're very fortunate enough to be able to have each other to, you know, for extra levels of safety and, you know, precautions and things like that. And to talk about our work day at the end of the day and, or help each other out whether we're like sexting someone or whatever, like, <laughs> I'll be like here, here's the phone you, you talk on. <laughs> so, so it's kind of funny, like with that sort of stuff, but 
no, we're, we're very, very lucky that, yeah, we have each other and that we understand the ins and outs of this industry as a whole, I guess. Yeah, that's amazing. I kind of want to ask because I, I've been seeing a lot of different, like the range of how much a goddess earns is so different, right? And it's not the same all the time. I, I'm aware of that, having having been doing this since February. But what is the largest amount that you have made in a day? If that's okay for me to ask. It's just so interesting to me that it's so different. Or from uh, one I, pay I thought, pig, I maybe. Thought, I thought you were going to ask me for a session because I remember distinctively. And this was actually in the club. This was actually one time that where it was in the club, but I guess you could have called it a session. It was two and a half thousand dollars in cash. Like he literally had fifties, like not even green back one hundred. Like there were fifties. So that was a lot of them. But that was, I remember that night, like it was just so overwhelming that I was <laughs> receiving this much, you know, I was like that stack of fifties, like so that in, in a session, that's probably like the the largest I've made. And, that's crazy. and I don't that's probably not much to some. I don't know. Like that was, but yeah, that's just my experience. In a day, I would probably say it really does range. Like anywhere yeah. from like three to five grand is like, you know. But then again, like I remember when I had my my business, my beauty salon, when I was a beauty therapist, like I used to put on these events and I was fortunate enough, like I remember the largest I made with one night was like eight grand. So, you know, like obviously different comparable experiences, but yeah, I think like the money side of it is not, I wouldn't say, I don't know. How do I say this correctly? I'm not a huge, like money hungry person. It's it that part of it. Obviously, you know, we've all got to pay our bills and I enjoy the things I enjoy, but I'm not necessarily Plus you have huge... kids. And I have kids. Exactly. So, yeah. I, you know, I support them and whatnot. I'm not a huge materialistic person as such, but yeah, I just enjoy living comfortably. Well, more than comfortably. And just, yeah, I think that's, you know, the money, I don't, it sounds, I guess it sounds like the opposite of what Findom is that I'm like, Oh, I don't really care about the money, but it's, it's, you know, that's just what it is to me. It's yeah. not really a huge big deal. Obviously, yeah. it's a job. At the end of the day, it's a job. Oy, na-enjoy mo ba tong podcast na to? Malamang hindi. Ako si Nono nga pala. Ako si JB. Ako naman si James. At samahan nyo kami every week sa usapang kupal. Pero hindi kami kupal ha. Kung talagang naghahanap kayo ng comedy podcast, eto ang Cool Pals na ang oh. pinakakatawang podcast oh. sa balas ng lupa. Meron tayong current events, horoscope. At yun na nga, sinabi mo, sobrang nakakatawa. Sample lang mo, Nonong. Sample lang mo ng love trip na joke. Um, ano ang tawag sa bahay ng mga pusa? Ano? Ano? Edi Padgat. Ah, easy nit. Huwag na kayong makinig sa amin. Dito na lang kayo. Hindi <laughs> yung maganda yung Padgat. Hindi ko alam kung ba't tumabot tayo ng 300 episodes. Padmiaw, 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 Padmiaw. The Cool Pals Exclusive on Spotify with an H. Nalap ko kung saan mo nilagay yung H And I find it so funny because I've had a few followers go up to me in person. They're like, hi, I've been watching your not safe for work content and my husband and I want financial freedom. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> try it, get into it. 
Because literally, yeah. like from a business perspective, especially in your case now that you've been doing it for a long time, it is passive income, isn't it? It really is, yeah. honestly. And even just starting the educational side of it as well. Like I'm so fortunate that, you know, with all of the information and the the stuff that I have to share with people, you know, earning passive income through helping other goddesses as well has been like, again, not needed, but just like crazy to me that I'm like, wow, that's, that's really cool that I can help people and still make money off of it. Like time, time isn't free. Time isn't free for sure. Like <laughs> I I'll love help that. You, but you've got to put in the work and you've got to, you know, pay me what I deserve. <laughs> that's the key to it. See a lot of girls keep putting questions and I'm just like, this is a very simple, like you could just type it in your phone. Fo- if you can type it into this comment, you can oh, type it so. on Google, right? Like, it's just, come on, guys. I come know, on. I know. The amount of people, like, I guess one of, uh, I mean, there is a million common questions I get, but one of them is like, but what's a session? Like, what do you do in a session? What's a, you know, a drain or a foot and ass worship? Or this? And I'm like, okay, go to Pornhub. <laughs> like, literally. <laughs> like, and it's the last place they think of. And I'm like, Literally, the porn site, you know the porn site? Go to Pornhub and type it in there and it will give you a, many great examples. Like it's it's so it's funny, I feel like when people try and put me on the spot and I'm like, it's not that I don't know how, because I've done hundreds of them, but it's just how do you say it in a conversation like we're having? Like, you know, like I would much rather just give you the resource where you can actually watch it happen so that you can learn from that. Yeah, and Reddit. Yeah, it's pretty, it's I learned so much from yeah. Reddit. Just like exactly, guys. It's a Google. It's a Google away. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think yeah. people like expect it to be, and with many of the businesses I've had, like I think people expect it to be like, where's the script? Like, what's the uh, script? How do you how do you talk to them? What's the conversation? And I'm like, guys, it's you're literally having a relationship with another human being. It may not be romantically or emotionally, but you are connected and you're choosing to have this dynamic between you that realistically, you know, when all said and done, it's a relationship. So I think the more you can think of it from that perspective and realize that, okay, well, in a relationship, there are power dynamics. In a relationship, there is energy exchange. There's, you know, exchanges of all types of things. So I think, yeah, if, if, a lot of people can break it down to that, then they can understand that there is no one size fits all. Like there's no, there's no script for a first date. You know, yes. there's, no list, there's no list of questions that you ask. Like it's, it really does have to come back down to you as the goddess. And I think a lot of goddesses, especially struggling with having and holding that power and realizing how powerful they actually are within this role. And that's why I try and like, have people see in themselves, like stop looking externally for finding the pay pig for needing to know what to tell them to pay you and all this sort of stuff. I said, turn it within and start looking from yourself, start looking at yourself and what you can provide them, what you feel comfortable in offering. It all comes back to you. So if you get that foundation right first, then you'll be able to put out the content that comes from you. That's authentic and genuine to you. You automatically you're going to attract the right people to you. Yeah. And that is so beautiful because not only are you helping girls make money, you're helping them improve themselves. 
So it's like self, right? You're yes. you're giving them a personality, like appreciate yourself and then show them and they will appreciate you. That's so beautiful. Honestly, I wish I had, how do I say it? So it doesn't sound like, okay, I'm just say it because I don't know how any other way to say it. But I wish I had someone like myself a f- years ago that I could have looked up to, to empower me in the way I I try and empower others because, you know, like confidence was never my strong suit. It was in there somewhere, but because of how I was raised, because of how I grew up and, you know, my mother figure and that feminine idol that I had in my life, like there was just no confidence there. And I, I never knew that that was possible for me. And so once I found that and found my own voice and found my own femininity and the power that that withholds, like, Oh, I'm dying goosebumps just talking about it. Like it's, it's, it lights me up. (laughs) It's something that I'm so passionate about teaching other women, whether it's in this industry or in any other industry, like regardless, I just want women to see their worth and understand the power that they hold. And they really can utilize that to get anything they want. (laughs) Like really at the end of the day, they really can. That's so wonderful. I love also that Findom, although it's taboo, gives women, like they feel like they have power. And that's something that's very, you know, it's not something that society has really been giving to us all these years. So even when I started it, I was just like, wow, I I can order them to do stuff and they pay me? This is insane. Right? Yeah. I've heard of some weird kinks. Like there's the scam kink where they want to be scammed. Like this Paypig was talking to me about it one time where there are some men that want you to give a fake image from Google search and they get off on that. And oh, like catfishing? Like catfishing. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, this is just such a deep industry dive. So I kind of want to know what are some of the kinks that you discovered that are just like, whoa, this exists. <laughs> I, as far as like kinks for myself, like I would call myself pretty vanilla actually, to Same. be honest. Um, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that I'm not, you know, that doesn't mean that I'm not happy with exploring somebody else's kink with them and, you know, providing them with what they need. Like I'm an extremely non-judgmental person. Like I don't kink shame whatsoever. I think one of the ones that took me off guard one time was blackmail. Like, again, like I said, like, like, I guess when I look back, I'm like, Oh, okay. That happened. That that's what that was. Like, there's a term for that. But again, like I said, like it, it is deep. It really is deep. And you know, people could, have a kink for what's that amazing professional goddess. She sells toenail clippings and she sells Q-tips <laughs> and, you know, all sorts of things. And so I guess like, you know, you could literally think of anything and it label it as a kink. So yeah, it's so <laughs> funny said, because a friend of mine was telling me about that, like selling toenails and hair and stuff like that. And she was just like, yeah, but what if they commit a crime and put your DNA? I'm just like, what? why does this go into your head you know what I mean? valid though but That's i mean probably one of the most common questions she gets asked and yeah. she's like 
if they're going to be doing that, like I literally have all the proof that I am not even in their city or country or whatever. Like I'm know. in the Philippines. He's in Germany. Exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Oh, but you funny. haven't done that. You haven't sold hair or toenails or anything like that. I've just sold the the pretty standard stuff, like underwear and socks and you know shoes, like things like that. That, yeah, that yeah, people yeah. are just you know yeah. I, I personally have just like I said, I'm pretty vanilla. Actually, yeah. come to think of it, <laughs> <laughs> that's something that I want to get into selling like old shoes. <laughs> like instead of throwing this, perhaps right. there is Make an opportunity. Yes. <laughs> And I think that's what I've learned over the years that again, there is an opportunity in everything. Like Mm -hmm. I'm a very much like, how can I see the silver lining in this situation person now? Like that's just who I've developed into becoming. And again, like I said, yeah, you could literally do anything. You can sell anything. Like I, okay, actually, this is one thing that has come to mind. I remember it was this year, actually start of the year. And I had a, someone approached me and asked me if they would sell an audio clip of me going to the, to to the bathroom number two, but just wanted to hear the sounds that I made while doing that. (laughs) I was like, again, I'll try anything once. Like, yeah, I'll try anything once. Sure. Why the hell not? (laughs) To be paid. Like I can't even remember how much I got. I think it was like over $300 to be paid. Just, just to literally send like a 20 second or a, a minute audio clip of just like, yeah. that. <laughs> it's just like, all right, cool. Like, again, I don't kick shame. I am open book. I am non-judgmental and I will do my best. If you are obsessed with me and the goddess that I am, I will do my best to provide you with what you need. <laughs> exactly. And it's so funny because I have a friend, she goes to the hospital quite a bit because because she's a little sickly, right? But I told her about this. And then I told her that I had a pay pig who would want me to send a picture of my number two. Like that was his thing. He wanted to see it. Exactly. And she goes, yep. I always show that to my doctors. You mean I can make oh, money? Just like, this is what I do on the daily. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Honestly, actually, yeah. that reminds me. My husband, yeah, he has one who is obsessed just with seeing the toilet bowl itself. Doesn't oh. necessarily even have to have anything in it. Whether it's just like a mark down the side of the bowl or nothing. Like, he just likes knowing that that's the toilet and yeah i guess you could just call it a toilet fetish (laughs) happy birthday that's like the most bare minimum gift you can give someone like here you go enjoy they they love it absolutely (laughs) love it oh yeah there are some very very interesting people in the world but again i don't shame it's at the end of the day business it's a job i'm very professional I, i i try to pride myself on my professionalism in what i do so yeah. <laughs> yeah. How long did it take you to get to this point where everything is just self-sufficient and passive income? Like you you're hardly cuz you said you were working hard on it before. Meaning I'm I'm assuming like you would meet people all the time and post a lot more. Yeah, just putting like a lot of effort in. Again, I think like where I started, it was a lot of like in-person stuff because I was working in a club and so it sort of came up a lot more there and then I was doing full service. So people were, you know, coming to see me and that sort of stuff. So I think like 
it really was in the last 12 months that it sort of became, and again, just over time, just like sort of transitioned its way. And I didn't really even, now that I'm thinking about it, I didn't even really realize like the last time I did a full, you know, like a full set, like I don't remember when that was, it just sort of dropped off and it never had to happen again. And, um, (laughs) you know, like, yeah, I think I would say in the last 12 months, that's when it really sort of became like, oh, okay, this is a full-time thing now. And full-time, I mean like full-time income with very minimal little physical work. Definitely I would say a lot more mental work goes into it for sure because there are days where, you know, I do not feel like showing up mentally and I'm just like, really, I have to just say those sorts of things today. Like I just don't feel like it, but you know, there's that, there's that side of it where that I feel like a lot of people don't talk about enough where it's like, it can be very mentally exhausting and mentally draining if you don't have your one support system, but two, like the ways of self-care. I'm somebody who reads, I love book reading. So I'll I'll read a book. Like when I just need to switch off, (laughs) I just need to read a book or I'll go for a walk or we'll go to the gym or, you know, just something that, changes the energy so that I can get yeah. out of that headspace because yeah, like some people have asked like, or are more getting intrigued, like, Oh, how does it, how do you manage that with your relationship? And I'm like, yeah, that's a valid question because there has been times where it's sort of intertwined with it and gotten a bit weird. And, and I'm like, Oh yeah, no, hang on. Sorry. I'm in work mode. I need to like switch off and be in like wife mode. you know? Right, so, right, right. Yeah, like as with any job, like that's really important that you have those boundaries set in place. And I would say like that's taken us together like a good few years to really get solid on what those boundaries are and and how we can like not let that affect our personal lives. So yeah, it's it's interesting. But again, like I just love just doing my best showing up every day and just seeing what comes of it. I'm always open to new experiences for sure. Yeah. And all jobs have that. All jobs have that, even if you love it. So that's just something that people are Mm going to have to get used to. I remember there was a time that one of the goddesses asked me, hi, is this okay to do? I I made him write my name over and over. And I'm just like, oh, you're so creative. I didn't even think of those tasks. Mine is more like, again, I'm thinking business wise. I'm like, interact with all my content leave a comment (laughs) like those are my tasks like help my page get bigger and like okay okay so even getting creative with tasks for me is kind of draining i'm just like oh what can i make them yeah (laughs) stuff like that and this is why like i think that in the age of technology that we're in i'm like guys we have it so incredible i wouldn't say easy but we have it so much more like we have so many more resources to access now, like ChatGPT, or I just came across this another answer website called Answer the Public, where you can literally type in a topic or whatnot, and you know, it gives you what the most things that are people are Google searching and things like that. And I'm like, damn, like these we are this. I remember when I was a kid, like my mom and dad had a stack of 12 encyclopedias and I had to learn about like sex ed through that. Like Exactly. <laughs> and Carta Encyclopedia. I had like the yeah. CD-ROM. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like yeah. the people, like I think there's a fine line between like having all of these resources and using them to our advantage, but then also obviously you see on, on comments and posts and I'm sure you get them on your videos as well, where people are just like almost too dumb to even 
go to Google to find yeah. this stuff. Like they don't even know where to research because they're just like, there's, it, there is so many resources out there. So yeah. it's, you know, it's a double-edged sword, but I think like it's really important to use everything at our fingertips because we have so much. We really do. I agree. And with that, wow, I'd like to thank you so much. This was such an amazing episode. So much to learn still, right? Like, I think that anyone who listens to this will get the drive to suddenly want to research on their own. So I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. So thank you so much, Eliza. It was so nice talking to you. And to everyone listening, again, please subscribe to this podcast, Tawalets, with me, Aaron. Again, check out the description of this podcast for any other information that you might want. And follow our social media. We only have an Instagram at Tawalets, T-A-W-A-L-E-T-S. And if you have any questions that you want to ask me please feel free to message on that account since i'm the one handling that account and maybe i can have eliza back one day maybe to see some when your (laughs) platform on tiktok gets huge and even more (laughs) overwhelming we could talk about that again Um, then we can talk about the business side of it how about that (laughs) absolutely we can do that so thanks so much and i hope you have a great day you too This podcast is powered by Podcast Network Asia. For more info on the shows and the network, visit Podcast Network Asia's social media or visit www.podcastnetwork.asia. Also by Podmetrics. Track your podcast stats across multiple platforms to have a full view of your audience and clout. Sign up and create your account for free at podmetrics.co using our code TAWALETS. Thank you so, so much for joining me on another episode of Tawalets. Really, guys, I appreciate that you are listening to this. It's insane. Thank you. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.